Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother This is Faith School, and I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to come on into the class and join us today. We've saved you a seat right here on the front. Get your Bible, get something to take notes with, and let's pray a prayer uh, and lay hold and receive the direction, the revelation, the answers that we need for today, this week, for life. God has a plan. He's not in the process of figuring it out. He has a plan. You know, sometimes uh, parents tell uh, their, their children, uh, son, daughter, you're, you're smart, you're good looking, you're talented, and you can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do. If they're going to be a Christian, that's not true. That's not true. God has already ordained what they should be and what they should do. There is a plan. And it's not up to us to decide what we want to be and do. If we're going to go His way, it's for us to discover what He's already ordained and planned. How many believe God's plan is the best plan? It's the best plan. It, even though, it, you know, you'll have to walk by faith and uh, there'll be some challenges and there'll be some things that you'll, you won't understand, but His path there's grace to overcome every obstacle, and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. So let's pray a prayer about that and commit to that path and living by faith on that path. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us all over the world agree is touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for utterance, asking you for the examples and illustrations for light of your word and truth. Show us, Lord, reveal to us the next steps and parts of your plan that you've planned for us before we were born, and show us how the patriarchs and how others before us walked before you and walked in your paths and walked by faith. And we purpose before we understand anymore that that's what we'll do. We're going to follow you, walk in your ways and walk by faith and please you. Thank you for helping us to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Go with me in the great textbook, please, to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Let's continue our study in, uh, that we're calling By Faith. In Hebrews 10, verse 35, he said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance or confidence of things hoped for, the evidence or conviction of things not seen. And then it begins uh, in the following verses to give example after example after example. And this is the way the Lord teaches us, and it is the perfect way of teaching, by precept and example. He gives, you, he gives us the definition of what faith is, and then He shows us what faith acts like, what faith sounds like, what faith looks like. And uh, if you read this 11th chapter, 40 verses, so outstanding, so amazing, and yet, every one of these, uh, most every one of these verses is connected 
to other verses in other parts of the Bible, even whole chapters. So this chapter is very big because when it says by faith Noah and it sums it up in a verse, but you understand there's chapters in Genesis about what Noah did. And so um, the more I'm studying this myself, I'm thinking, wow, Genesis is a faith book, <laughs> right? <laughs> because, you know, so many of these guys were in Genesis as record, and yet here they are recording Hebrews 11. And it's worth uh, reminding ourselves, they had no Bible back there. There was no Ten Commandments. There was no law of Moses. That all happened after them. But they did hear from God. Amen. And that's how faith comes. Faith, how does it come? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. And as we studied, you know, many weeks ago in faith school, the words there uh, are rhema Christos in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing the rhema Christos. What does that mean? The anointed spoken word. Uh, not, you know, and that, that will explain some things. Not everybody that reads the Bible gets faith. Not everybody that hears a message gets faith. The Lord kept telling people he was preaching to, him that has ears to hear, let him hear. So just because you read something doesn't mean you saw it. Just because something bounced off your eardrum doesn't mean your inner man heard it or that you understood it, or that you believed it. These are all, you know, decisions, an act of your will. But uh, they, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, these people, they heard from God. And they treated uh, those words as vitally important to their life. They held on to them. They wouldn't forget them, as we'll, we'll see in our study. And then they uh, acted on them. And when they did... They got amazing miracles, amazing miracles. And now they're held up to us as examples. And the Spirit of God is saying, you got that same spirit of faith in you. Now, act like Abraham did, <laughs> right? Act like Isaac, act like Jacob in these, in, in these circumstances. So let's remind ourselves. We, we saw uh, verse 4, by faith Abel. Verse 5, by faith Enoch. Verse 7, by faith Noah. Verse 8, by faith Abraham. Verse 11, uh, through faith Sarah. And uh, we've studied them in some degree. And down in verse uh, 20, we, we begin looking. It says, by faith Isaac, who's the son of Abraham and Sarah, the miracle baby. Remember that? Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. And so we, uh, we studied on last week about this, how that, uh, like Romans 4 talks about, God, Abraham, and faith calls those things that be not yet as though they were. Uh, God changes names and calls things different, and calling it, cause, calling it different causes it to become different. Now, this sounds almost like fantasy 
to non-believers. And even some believers who don't spend any time in the Word, they think, what? You're just going to call it that? And it's going to turn into that? Not if you don't believe it. Hmm? You have to believe it. But yes, according to Jesus, uh, Mark eleven twenty three, if you'll say something and not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say comes to pass, you will have what you say. Now, you'll hear people mock about, oh, y'all are just that, you know, name it and claim it bunch. Uh, who are you making fun of? I just quoted Jesus, right? Mark eleven twenty three. That's that's not some wide-eyed preacher that you're imagining in modern day times. This is the master, right? The head of the church. He said, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. And then he told us how it worked. It works primarily by believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. Hallelujah. We need to camp on this, students. You will never get beyond this in living and walking by faith. You know, any uh, athlete who's excelled in their sport has mastered the basics, right? They've mastered throwing or catching or shooting or blocking. And if you get away from mastering the basics, then it's not going to work. Well, living by faith, this is faith 101. This is the basic. This is your starting stance. What do you mean? Well, go, go to Romans 10 and just let me say it a different way. Romans 10. Some people refer to this as the Roman road going through a couple of places here in Romans to lead somebody to the Lord. And that's, that's correct and good. But Romans 10, he says, uh, verse 8, uh, the word is near you, Romans 10, 8, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth. Now, uh, this makes it, why, why I give so much detail? It's not just silent and mental. Everybody say, with your mouth. With your mouth. That should be plain. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart. Two things. Not one thing. Two things. Not, not just believing. Two things. Remember, James talks about faith without an action is dead. He said even the demons believe, you know, that God exists and they tremble, but it doesn't do them any good because they're not going to act on it in any beneficial way. Uh, isn't, we, we must go beyond just saying, I believe something. The primary action is your words and then it's followed by other actions in your life. In other words, if you're fully persuaded it's true, you're going to say it's true, and then you're going to act like it's true, right? And if there's no saying and other acting, then the faith is not there. It's not living faith. It's a dead mental acknowledgement, mental assent. Faith is not intellectual. It is not of the head. 
Did you, did you see this passage right here? For what with the heart man believes. Verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now there's a great revelation right here. Great revelation. It didn't say salvation is made unto confession. Y'all reading it with me? Yes. Romans 10.10. 10. What does it say? With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Many, many church-going people, they think the way it works is you get saved and then you confess and say, I'm a Christian. I'm saved. This is saying this is how you got saved. Come on, can you see that? Oh, y'all got it, didn't you? Okay, good. Stars all around. <laughs> uh, confession unto salvation. Well, this works the same way in every area of life. Confession unto healing. Did you hear that? Confession unto your needs getting met. Confession unto wisdom and understanding. Confession unto experiencing whatever victory it is. It's your believing it in your heart and saying it with your mouth that sets things in motion, spiritual uh, forces in motion that allows God to get involved in your business. Praise God. And that results in the unto it happening. Oh, somebody say praise God. Praise God. Uh, and, and you got so many uh, Christian folks and church going people, they, they don't see it that way. They got it backwards in their mind. They're like, if I could ever get healed, then I'll confess I'm healed and give a testimony that the Lord healed me. No, that's how you get there, right? Confession is made unto. It's not get saved, then confess that I am a Christian. It's how you became a Christian. If Verse 9, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Have you done this, yes. class? Yes. Yeah. How about everybody else in the class? Have you, have you done this? Well, let's make sure. Let's give you a little pop test, right? Let's, let, let's, let's make sure. If you have not done this, if you thought, well, I, I grew up in a Christian home, Brother Keith, that does not make you a Christian. Well, I've been to church all my life. Yeah, but when did you receive Jesus? And when did you do this? When did you believe on him and confess him as your Lord with your mouth? Well, now's as soon as you can do it, right? So let's do it. Let me lead you in a prayer to either affirm uh, for the first time or reaffirm your faith in Jesus acting on the scriptures, not just some man's idea. Said out loud, Father God, I believe in you. You are the Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, of human beings. Thank you for life. And I believe, according to your word, that you gave Jesus to be the complete sacrifice for all my sins and all my failures. And I believe you've raised him from the dead 
free from death, free from sin, alive forevermore, King of kings, Lord of lords, soon to come again. Jesus, I receive you as Lord of my life. I receive your forgiveness. I receive eternal life. I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. This is the greatest miracle you'll ever believe for. Ever. What do you mean, Brother Keith? The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If half your body was missing and you received a miracle for it to be restored, it's not as big a miracle as this because it's still the same body. It's still a physical, you understand what I'm saying? It's a physical mortal body. When you're born again, whew, a new creation that didn't exist before, you in spirit are a brother or sister to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are, uh, God is your father now and you are a joint heir with Jesus. And you had to be re recreated to be a part of this family. And that's what happens when you believe in your heart and you say it with your mouth, you release your faith. He said, read it again, verse 10, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Reason I'm taking some time on this, we're reading in Hebrews 11 about how um, uh, Isaac confessed and spoke over his children and uh, Jacob spoke over his children and um, Joseph spoke over his future. Can you see that same principle? They believe something in their heart and they're saying it with their mouth and it affected not only their lives, it affected generations after they've left the earth. Well, this shouldn't be a shocking thing to us if the world itself was created by words. Hmm? Right? And the Bible said, if you go back to Hebrews 11, we've already looked at that verse in earlier study, but Hebrews 11 and verse 2, and three, verse 3 rather, he said, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? By the Word of God. If you look at Psalms and other places, it said he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it was brought to pass. It came to pass. It says, through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. If you walk by, by faith, you're not walking by sight. You're, you're looking at things that are not seen. How do you look at something you can't see? <laughs> you already know the answer. 
faith. <laughs> it's on the blackboard. <laughs> by faith. You look at it by faith. Yeah, it, this is not a, a bizarre concept. You look at things in your mind all the time that are not in front of you or around you. You consider things. You, you review images, memories. Well, what is that? Is that nothing? When people say, well, I, don't, I can't believe in something that I, 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 I can't see and feel with my hands. That's ridiculous. Then you don't believe you've got a mind. <laughs> right? You don't believe you've ever had a thought <laughs> or a memory. All of this is unseen. This you can't touch. You can't see it under a microscope or through a telescope. It's why? It's spiritual. It's spiritual. And the reason that you and I should be more and more aware of this is because uh, it, to live by faith means you're aware of the spirit dimension that's, that's coexisting with the physical dimension and how that a change in the unseen will affect a change in the seen. And that that's how it works. It changes first in the unseen and then that manifests in the seen. And so when you understand that, you understand divine healing doesn't start in your body. It starts in the unseen. You realize that getting your bill, bills paid doesn't start in your checking account. Doesn't start in your wallet or your purse. That, that's the manifestation. Go with me to, to Mark 11, please. Sit out loud while you're turning there. Confession. Is made, unto. is made unto. We need mind renewal about that, don't we? You don't get it, see it, feel it, then you say it. <laughs> you say it, that's how you get it. In uh, Mark 11, Jesus uh, spoke to the fig tree and then used it as an example to teach his disciples and then had it recorded for all of us. He knew faith school would be happening down the road, right? <laughs> oh, he's so smart. <laughs> uh, Mark 11, verse 12. On the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He saw a fig tree afar off having leaves. He came to see if there was anything on it, found nothing but leaves. And uh, the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said to it. What's Jesus talking to now? A tree. a tree. Is he praying about the tree? No, he's not. He's talking to a tree. Some folks today call that nuts. Hmm? But does Jesus know what he's doing? Yes. Well, all you got to do is read the rest of the passage and see. It worked. He said to the tree, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. His disciples heard it, which means he said it with his mouth. Right? Said it with his mouth. Loud. He wasn't embarrassed about it. He didn't go over and whisper to the tree. <laughs> Boldly. He said, nobody will ever eat any fruit off of you from now on. And then just walked away. He didn't stay and fast by the tree and ride and 
and endeavored to do something to make sure it happens. He, he spoke to it and they walk away. They go into Jerusalem and a lot of things happen there. And verse 19, when the even was come, they went out of the city. Well, this is, you know, from uh, morning to evening and then in the morning. So this is some 24 hours now. As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Everybody say, from the roots. This is so significant. Where are the roots? Where you can't see them. Is that right? Where you cannot see them. Where do things happen first? In the realm you can't see. So if you're focusing on what you can see and you're not going to believe it's changed until you see it, you got it all wrong because it doesn't change there first. It changes in the unseen. And so the change in the seen is going to be the last thing that happens. That's going to be, that's the results because something else caused it to happen. A change in the unseen caused a change in the scene. And so they said, uh, Peter calling to remembrance said to him, Master, behold, that means look, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. Notice Jesus Jesus didn't say, I was wondering if that's going to work or not, (laughs) or, or anything like that. No. How many believe Jesus had no doubts that that was going to work? That's what faith is, no doubts. You'll see that in the very next phrase, if you believe and don't doubt in your heart. He was completely convinced when he said it. Now here's another thing. He used this as an example, but you know, this is not an earth-shattering thing, whether one little tree lives or not. It's an example. We don't have to wait for some giant thing to use our faith. We can use our faith on little things. We can speak to little things. Hmm? If you're having even a little issue with your body, talk to it. If you're having even a little issue with your finances, a little issue, don't wait till it gets something big. You don't have to wait till everything's coming apart. Hmm? Speak to it when it's small. Right? Speak to things that a lot of folks might think, well, what difference does that make? Well, why do I have to put up with it? Right? The Bible said you have not because you didn't ask. Uh, You just didn't make the effort to, to receive. Notice, Jesus said, have faith in God. The margin says, have the faith of God. And he uses it as an opportunity to teach them and us about faith. He said, For verily I say to you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, if you read Matthew's account, he said, you shall not only say, do that which is done to the fig tree, but if you speak to this mountain, it would obey you also. And that's all the time we got in the class today. <laughs> said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world. By faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Praise God. We'll pick up on this again next time. 
in faith school.